I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, February 18, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. The first thing you're asking is, what is that line from at 335.31? We're going to get to that in a moment. Let's not jump ahead. We have somewhat of a laundry list of notes to discuss today. We're going to look at a variety of different charts for a variety of different reasons. We're going to get to learn some stuff just by looking at a variety of different charts. We're going to see things that others just don't see. We'll look at some indicators around the horn. Not necessarily always market-leading indicators, but indicators nonetheless. We'll go over some of those. We'll also get to see how I ate a shitburger on a trade today. We take the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to take a look inside the numbers. And by the way, usually there's a silver lining in there somewhere. When we look at the commentary inside the numbers, you'll see how most of us that took advantage of the commentary were able to recoup losses on a trade taken early this morning. That's the business of trading. We're going to take a hit every now and again. That's just the way it works. No way around it. What do we got on the daily chart? We have a market that's in an uptrend. It's basically eating time off the clock near the highs. Nothing more, nothing less. Has anything changed since Friday? Has anything changed since Thursday? Not really. It's the same routine in basically the same spot. The market's in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until it's not. That's what we see on the daily chart. That's what jumps off the page. What also jumps off the page is we're a little bit high on the chart. We're extended away from home base. What's home base for you newcomers out there? Home base is the 20-period moving average. Under normal garden variety market conditions, they never really like to get too far away from home base before doing one of two things. Either coming back to home base or eating time off the clock, giving home base a chance to rise up toward price. That appears to be what's going on now. Also, they can do a combination of those two things. That's the obvious. Not to be Captain Obvious, but that was the obvious. What else we got on the daily chart? Nothing. Let's move it along. Speaking of eating a shit burger, let's eat the big green frog right now. Only one stock out of this laundry list hit its price objective, and it was the shit burger. Everything else got bought up at the open, a few came close, but everything basically traded away except one stock, FLR, all the way at the bottom. Entry price, 1626. We'll take a look at that chart in a moment. Remember, we take the good, the bad, and the ugly. So let's take a look at the silver lining. First, we'll start with the pre-market morning notes. There's a couple of very important things that I want to point out. You can pause and restart the video on your own, but there's a couple of things that are very, very important. If we scroll up just a little bit to get to the bottom of the pre-market morning notes, you'll notice the nearest one shows up at ES 3357.75 and 335.31. There's some commentary above that. You can read it on your own. Those numbers are important. 
We'll get back to that later. Let's finish up and let you see what was going on throughout the trading day in the way of commentary, because if I have to say, I would say that we had the schematic pretty much nailed lock, stock, and barrel. As we move on up here, you can see what was discussed as the morning unfolded. The market made a low. It was a fake out, courtesy of Trick Trap Full and Frustrate Crew. Then they came back and they made what we call a late morning low. Now, let's just finish scrolling up here so you can see the notes. There was a dull spot in the middle of the day, but when there is something to discuss, I'm certainly happy to provide my ongoing commentary. Why? Because this is the tour guide of the market throughout the day for Inside the Numbers members. If you're active at all throughout the trading day, you can certainly get a sense for what's going on by simply getting a glance inside the numbers. Here's another observation. Check out the 1115 post. We notice Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, Netflix, and Google are all up on the session. This is as the major market is melting down. So there's some kind of lining in there. There's some kind of method to the madness. Those aren't always my leading market indicators. However, if there was true institutional distribution going on, wouldn't they be selling off as well? The answer is, or it was a rhetorical question because the answer is, yes, they would have. Of course, under normal garden variety market conditions. I kept trying to go to lunch. I wasn't able to go to lunch real fast because the market was moving. So if the market's moving, I'm sticking around. I'm providing the commentary as best I can for the benefit of the members. Also, you'll notice here 128, so far the high. We're fast forwarding. The market made a low. Now we're making an interim high. So far the high has been 336.50. Funny how that works. You'll see that more clear when we get back to the charts. Let's continue moving on up the page so you can see the rest of the commentary. Read it if you will. Skip it if you want to. But I'm telling you the schematic is spot on more often than not. So now let's work backwards. Now we're on a five minute intraday chart and I want to pose the question. The question is, how many traders are only seeing this in the middle of the day? How many traders really don't have a pretty good point of reference? They just see what's on the page and they really don't understand where the support really lies. Then they act surprised when the market finds support and trades away. Then they end up trying to chase the market, getting chopped up back and forth. You know the routine. What we see is something more like this. We see an area where there should be support, and then we're going to take a look at why there was support. Look at that rally away from the support. Now, that support was listed at about 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.15, whatever time that went up on the board, it was long before the market opened. Where does it come from? Well, how about looking at an hourly chart? Remember the other day when we had that gap? They missed the gap by a little bit and traded away. In the meantime, while that's going on, that's bullish market behavior, but they're always eventually going to come down and get the gap. The question is, do they stop at the gap the second time or they keep going? Now I want to show you something else. We're back to the notes. Focus on the 1208 post. It's one of those things, if not now, then when. Now I cite the reasons why in the commentary, but let's check a few things out on the chart for the purposes of getting educated. What kind of stuff did you have going on? You had a gap, and on the hourly chart, 
you had the 50 period moving average. Okay, that's item number two. Gap number one, 50 period moving average number two. We also know this is considered somewhat of a breakout area since the market gapped up to this area, has already come back to test it. However, it's something, it's somewhat of a puzzle piece. I don't know that we're going to stack that one on, but it's off to the side. What happens when we go up to another chart, the 120 minute chart? What do we see? Well, all of a sudden, we see an interesting scenario. We see a breakup candle, and the breakup candle low is 335.56. Now, the gap is right below the breakup candle low. So we know a couple of things. A, they're likely going to fight that spot. B, a close below there is typically not good. Now, guess what? On this chart, they did close below. So somewhat of a rope-a-dope developing, at least from where I sit. 240-minute chart. Same breakup candle low, but look what's going on here on the 240-minute chart. So all charts don't act and react at the same time. All charts act and react the same way, not at the same time. Time is more important than price. Where have you heard that before? So we watch a variety of different charts, one or the other or a multitude at the same time, are providing the evidence we need for what's going on. The short-term charts were reversing. The gap was being filled. Other charts have other items that are important. We're watching. We're watching everything all at the same time. That's the result that inside the numbers are getting from what I'm doing. I'm watching everything all at the same time. Case in point, sidebar. Yesterday and Sunday evening, the futures were open. So there was market activity. So guess what? I had to use the futures prices from yesterday and factor those in to my pre-market morning notes, my pre-market numbers, the numbers that are posted on the board, the important numbers. I have to factor all that in. This is the business of trading. Now, let's get back in our lane, get back to the charts. What else was I looking at? Well, I happened to look at a 30-minute chart from time to time and noticed what? At the same time, it was coming into its 100 period moving average at that low filling that gap so we have a gap we have an hourly chart 50 period moving average we have a half hour chart 100 period moving average we have a 15 minute chart 200 period moving average come on people if not now then when so at the time we knew a couple of things if the market was going to cut through there like a hot knife through butter something else is going on under normal garden variety market conditions using the 80-20 rule all day long, you should get a bounce from that spot, period, full stop. Hence the term, if not now, then when. And at the end of the day, at least for this trader, what was that? That was the payback for what? This piece of duty. My number was wrong. FLR cut through 1626 like a hot knife through butter. And this happens. It's the business of trading. And I recognize some traders took a hit on this today. I know many that got it back on the spider or whatever vehicle they traded trade. But let me bring something else to your attention. Now is as good of a time as any. This is the real deal, folks. This is my log. Now, some of these... There'll be questions on, for example, when there's two targets on this sheet, you'll find an average of the two targets. And I'm not saying that everybody can have a successful trade every time. Some of these took time to work out, 
but they never got stopped out. That's the way they make the board. Can there be a mistake or two on here? Yeah, there can. But the reality is, is what you're looking at are real numbers. These are real trades. This includes today's loss. This goes all the way back. It scrolls and scrolls and scrolls. So there's a whole lot more wins than losses. But we're going to have losses. That pretty much covers everything I wanted to on the SPY or the S&P 500. What are we going to use for the bear bogey, if you will? Well, you have to use today's low now. They have no business being down at the gap they just filled if the market's as strong as it looked at the end of the day. If we find the market back down at or below that general area where it was this morning or midday, there's something else going on, and you're going to see a lot lower prices come into the fold. Where are those lower prices? Inside the numbers, members will have those prices if and when we need them right out of the gate. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, let's take a look. It's interesting. We're above the moving averages, so on a short-term basis, the daily chart, it's still in an uptrend. We have that lower high scenario working, so here it is. We have a high And then we have a potential lower high going. Now, if we bust through and they challenge the old highs, that's off the table. But at present, we have a lower high scenario working above the moving averages. So a bit of a quandary. But here's what else I see. They didn't fill the gap that they filled in the SPY, but did not fill in the IWM. So there's a gap here at 165.81. That would have been convenient coming into the moving averages, filling the gap, That would have been an interesting level, certainly of support and for many interested buyers, I would think. Same scenario goes with the IWM. If we find them down near today's low again, they're likely going to go down and fill that gap that they didn't even put a scare on today. Also, of note, look where they did stay above today. The low of this breakup candle, 167.11, they certainly got well below it fought back to close above it by the end of the day. Interesting, of note, puzzle piece on the table. Transportation department, interesting. Second favorite market leading indicator, IWM is number one. First, canary in the coal mine. Now, finished flat on the day, what's interesting is, could not get above its moving averages, was rejected at the moving averages. Now, we have to note that the moving averages and the ones I'm discussing are the 20 and the 50 period moving average, the red and the blue line. They're not as important as they once would have been or once were because the market's been slicing and dicing over and above, back and forth through those moving averages. So they certainly become less relevant. We also have that lower high thing working. Same we just discussed in the IWM. You folks that have been around for a while know what I'm thinking now. I'm thinking, are we looking at an A, a B, and a potential C leg of an ABC pattern working has to complete below the leg or the low of the A leg. Can't help but notice it. Back to the IWM for a second. When you talk about lower highs, you have to notice things like an ABC corrective pattern working or potentially developing. Now it's early, it's something of note, it's a puzzle piece, I'm watching it, it's not doing anything yet, it's just something I have in the back of my mind, it's a sticky note, it's on the table. When you talk about that, coupled with the fact that 
The transports are definitely my favorite canary in the coal mine. You can't help but notice these things, especially if you're used to being inside my head. Now you look at a slop fest like that, and then all of a sudden you move over to the cues and you say, is there anything wrong with this chart? It's in a perpetual uptrend. There's nothing wrong. It can't go down. It's unbelievable. On the surface, on all counts, it won't last forever, but here it is. You ride the trend until the trend is over. The trend is your friend until it tells you otherwise. Period. Full stop. Pretty remarkable index in and of itself. Here's the NASDAQ composite. Is it on a mission to 10,000? Maybe so. Doesn't have to be in a straight line. It's not going to get there and just hand it to you on a silver platter. But look where it is. Look at 10,000. Look what's going on. You can't help but think that's the objective. How about the XLF? We still have our important number of $30.98 on the board. Why? Because it's important. Now, we're more than halfway through February. That number is going to become important at the end of the month. At the end of February, above or below $30.98 will be a telltale sign for the financials. And guess what? The financials are definitely an indicator across the market. Without the financials, the markets aren't going to melt down, right? The financials aren't going to be going north and everything else is going to be falling through a trap door and vice versa. So we're watching $30.98 among other things. Obviously, above the moving averages, technically speaking, near the highs, there's nothing absolutely wrong with the XLF, period, full stop. How about the semi-space, the SMH, good old smash mouth? Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. Above all the moving averages, nice gap down today, but look where it finished. Challenge this breakup candle low, finished above that area. In fact, you'll find this interesting. There are no accidents, no coincidences. Low of day, 147.11. Low of this breakup candle, 147.12. No accidents or coincidences. You hang around me long enough. You certainly believe that eventually. How about this one? You switch over to an hourly chart and you see what? You certainly see a case for a flagpole as a down move today and a bear flag pattern that will do what? Have a continuation move to where? At least into these moving averages down in this neck of the woods, 144, 144 and a half, somewhere in that ballpark. Interesting of note, puzzle piece on the table. The SMH is a pretty good leading indicator of the tech space. Even though the Qs are going the other way, we know why. Because the huge stocks, Amazon, Google, Netflix, Apple got hit today, Facebook, these were up. These comprise a huge portion of the NDX. It's a skewed index is the Qs or are the Qs. Either way, it's skewed. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you today? You know I do. Without you, these videos are not possible. That's basically everything I wanted to and intended to discuss, so I'm going to give it a wrap here. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. 
subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis. Thank you.